Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast. This podcast was developed by and for Amazon sellers to give you the latest strategies that are working right now to grow your Amazon business profitably, as well as how to plan for your future growth and lifestyle. So if you're currently selling on Amazon or looking to get started in selling private label products on Amazon, then you're in the right place to learn more about the ins and outs of the processes and strategies it takes to develop a long-term sustainable business that brings you income month after month and year after year. And today we have a very special guest with us. That's right. So in this episode, we're going to be speaking to Mike Zagare from PPC Entourage. And Mike is a serial entrepreneur, a recovering physical therapist, <laughs> also the founder of PPC Entourage, which is a company that really specializes in helping Amazon sellers with their Amazon advertising to stop wasting money and to help make more money with the right ad strategies. Because we all know that that is something that is a little bit elusive to a lot of Amazon sellers, especially when we're first starting out. He also loves sharing that knowledge with other sellers and also helping them to take steps towards personal and financial freedom. And is also the founder or the creator of a, I suppose you call it like a program called the 12 Days of Nuggets. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, Days of Nuggets, 12 Days of Nuggets. And it's a charitable event to raise money and awareness towards child trafficking so we can one day help to eliminate it in the world. Wow, yeah. So really entrepreneurial vision there. So number one, helping sellers obviously with with a specific need that they have right now, but being able to turn into that into a higher impact as well, which is awesome. So welcome, Mike. Now, before we jump into all that stuff that Amazon sellers need to know, also maybe a little bit about the, the 12 days of nuggets, maybe just give us a little bit of a insight into your journey. You know, how did you even end up, you know, founding PPC Entourage? I know you were a seven-figure Amazon seller yourself as well. So just give us a bit of a an insight into your journey. Right. So I started as a physical therapist. And when I went to school, like my, at 20 years old, my hair was falling out because I knew right away this was just not for me. But I went through it for about 10 years. And then at the time, I hired a coach because I had a physical therapy business. I always just wanted to start a business. So I worked with a bunch of physical therapists in the area and we did senior in home physical therapy. And I thought it was a great business opportunity. But my coach was like, dude, you're spinning your plates here. You have a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm. I see you doing something else. And he goes, I see you doing importing and exporting. And I was like, what the heck do you mean by importing and exporting? I have a physical therapy degree. Two days later, I got something on Facebook and it was a message notification about selling on eBay. So I took the course. I started drop shipping on eBay, realized that was not very good for where I wanted to go. Then I did uh, online arbitrage and retail arbitrage and just kind of spin my wheels a little bit with that as well. And then finally landed on private label and I was like, man, this is the opportunity for me. And I went all in with private label, fell in love with it. And then my first pro uh, product did really well. That led to a brand on Amazon. And eventually that led to Amazon advertising, which back in the day was really simple and basic, which I think is really good for me at the time because I really didn't have a lot of background or expertise in that area. I just loved business and I loved that Amazon advertising was helping to promote that business. So we dove into it. My partner and I dove into advertising and realized that there's a real big need to help other sellers improve their advertising. And there was no tool at the time. 
So PPC Entourage was born. I was completely naive at the time of making PPC Entourage, which I think was a blessing in disguise. I had no coding background. I barely knew what I was doing, but just uh, met the right people and got in touch with the right groups. And here I am today helping sellers with their advertising now five years later. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's kind of start at square one because people are going to obviously hear a podcast about Amazon advertising and think, okay, I'm going to get the exact strategy that I need to make my business super profitable. And I'm going to turn everything around from just this one thing that Mike says today. But really, it's not like that. But let's kind of back up before we get into some of the deeper kind of topics anyway. And there's going to be people who are immediately confused about the mention of Amazon ads or PPC or sponsored products. So what are some of the tips or, or something? Basically, how do you get people to come overcome the hurdles of even taking an open mindset on learning how to optimize your ad campaigns? Because when we talk to people, it's an immediate resistance, right? It's like, oh, I, I'm, not, I'm no good at ads. Ads don't make me profit. I, I'm, I just lose all my money on ads. So kind of how do you go through that process with some of the people you work with? Well, first off, think of this as an opportunity. And this opportunity is really important to know about because this is the way to showcase your brand and your products on the greatest marketplace that the world has ever known. And there's also newer opportunities. So as Amazon releases all these different ad types, if you get in touch with them first, if you learn about those opportunities first, you could potentially get some really cheap cost per clicks where hopefully it's not going to cost you a lot of money. So what I would say, the very first thing that you can do to make sure that you have uh, some kind of an advantage over your competition and to make sure that you're up to date with what Amazon is offering is go onto Amazon and look at all the different ad types. Get familiar with all the different ad types. Back in 2016, it was simple and easy. It was one thing and one thing only. It was just sponsored product ads. It would show up, you'd bid on it. You could, you could blast keywords out and it was easy. Now it's a little bit more complicated but with that, if you become knowledgeable about those different ad types, you can start to create a strategy to grow your brand. So you have sponsored product ads, sponsored display ads, and sponsored brand ads. Go on the search result page, check out the different ad types, and go into Seller Central and look at where those ads will show up so that in your mind, you have a good awareness of where these ads show up and you can start to develop a strategy. For example, now this may seem a little bit overwhelming to some people, but if you go into sponsored display ads and you go to make a product targeting ad, you'll see there's 10 different positions where your ad could potentially show up. Once you start looking through them and then going on Amazon and checking it out, you'll start to get a good vision as to where your ads could show up. And then you start to see the strategy behind when you're going to want to position yourselves with those ads. So there's so many things you can do, but I think that is the first step. Get to know where your ads could show up and then start from there. Mm -hmm. So maybe if you, I suppose, when you were talking there, I was just thinking about, and this is what I used to do back in the day in the old off, offline right um, environment, which is called going shopping to a, stop, a shop. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I always think about when we used to place ads, right? So we would think, okay, what's the customer journey? What's the shopping journey of a customer? So if you think about it offline, you might be sat watching the TV and you see a TV ad, right? And then you might think, oh, yeah, I remember that thing. And then you get in your car and you drive down the street and you might see a billboard with the same kind of ad on it, which is kind of talking to you. And you're like, oh, I remember that thing. I, saw, I think I saw that on TV. And then you look on your phone and you might see an ad on um, Facebook or something, which is the same thing. So it's reinforcing something. And then as you're driving to the store, you might see it on a shopping trolley, you know, an ad on the shopping trolley. Do you call that a trolley in the U.S.? Or Maybe cart. cart, yeah. <laughs> trolley or, yeah, I think a or trolley. Or a cart. But... 
Yeah. And then you might see a big, you know, a display as you walk into the store. And then when you get to the shelf, you obviously see the packaging, but you also, you might see a little, a little shelf talker or something like that. So as you were describing it there, all those different ad types, is that what you mean? Like a customer journey of someone literally, maybe you can describe that. Like if someone types in a keyword or something, what's that customer journey going to look like with those different ad types? Yes. So this is the evolution of Amazon ads. It's matching up those ads to the customer journey. So the first step is knowing where those ads show up. So you can start to strategize when to showcase your ads, but then to start to think about what, what is the best, most appropriate time to display those ads? Because then we could start to go after the customer journey, which is the discovery phase, the consideration phase, and the purchase decision phase, and also the post-purchase decision phase. We want to target people in all phases. Now, truly people are on Amazon to purchase most of the time. They're not always browsing. You can go and do some more discovery-based ads off of Amazon once you become better and dial in your Amazon advertising. So in terms of discovery phase, this is what we mean. Let's say you find a bunch of search terms and you're not quite sure if it's a relevant match, but it's somewhat good for your audience, or you think it's going to be a good fit and relevant to your audience. You can then test those search terms, test those ASINs and target them and do discovery-based ads to help people become more aware of the product or the problem that you're looking to solve. So that's a discovery phase. And you could use sponsored brand ads is fantastic for this because these ads are now showing up top of search. They're showing up on product detail pages. They're showing up on rest of search. And it's really giving that discoverability and almost like a big billboard ad on Amazon. Also sponsored display is great as well because sponsored display is going not only on Amazon, but it's going off Amazon as well. So you're starting to get some touch points off of Amazon in front of a relevant audience to start to get some of that um, discovery uh, ads out there. But you could also use it for sponsored product ads, although sponsored product ads, if you think about the customer journey, sponsored product ads are more for people who are dialed in and more bottom of the funnel in the decision phase of the buying cycle. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that you brought up the customer journey, but then also think about it this way. We have the consideration phase as well. So the consideration phase if it's a $20 item, that could be a two minute you know, process where people just see a listing and they go ahead and purchase the product and it's no big deal. If it's a $200 item, it might take a week, two months, who knows? You know, if somebody's buying a house, they're in that consideration phase for many, for many years potentially. But on Amazon, what you can do is you can think about touch points and it's all about getting those touch points. Just like Kirsty said with the billboard ad um, outside and on the trolley, if uh, the bus or whatever <laughs> you want to call it, we can do that on Amazon with sponsored brand ads and sponsored display ads and sponsored product ads to start to think about where the shopper is and make sure you get those touch points. Now, the whole point of this though, is to make money, of course. And we want to make sure that we do this profitably. And this is why I think it's important to have um, a, some kind of a budget based on each branch of the customer buying cycle. You don't want to blow all your money on discovery. And then you have a 90% ACOS and you're saying, Hey, I listened to that guy, Mike, and now I'm blowing through all my money. <laughs> no, you want to put a portion of your money there, a portion of your money in consideration and a portion of your money towards that low bottom of the funnel, highly targeted ads in the decision phase. And then of course the post-purchase phase, which is when you're targeting shoppers who know, like, and trust you, that's when you're going to get some really low ACOS campaigns as well. Awesome. Yeah. So I was just going to ask that question. So if, I mean, it could be a very big answer and a very long question. So maybe I'll, I'll kind of do it at this level. Um, how, based on that journey, where do you think, number one, people should start with their budget? 
and how should they approach their campaigns and keywords on a level that's manageable for them, right? So I could be a person who's just like, you know, I've only got a very small budget, but I want to get my I want to get my product launched at this point and, and, and find more keywords. Or I could be an established seller who's got more budget, who wants to kind of make sure that I'm dominating all of that customer journey. So how would you how would you kind of like uh, coach people to understand what level is manageable for them and how should they approach their campaigns and keywords based on that? Right. So if you're just getting started, the beautiful thing about Amazon is that sponsored product ads, which were the original ads that were around, is still the majority of where the sales come from. So if you're looking and you're just getting started, I would focus in on sponsored product ads. You can do a launch campaign. You can do a discovery-based campaign. You can do an auto campaign. And initially, when you start launching your products, you may be at break even or even at a loss. A lot of sellers are at a loss because they don't have the social proof to overcome the barrier of the sale. But also what you're doing here is you're figuring out who's purchasing your product. And the sponsored product data that you get, the search term report is the key there. Because if you build that strong foundation and you're focusing on sponsored product ads, which by definition are more lower of the funnel ads where people have a more uh, higher intent to make that purchase, you're collecting data. And that data you'll use to build out your sponsored brand ads, your sponsored display ads. And then you could start to go on that journey of becoming a more sophisticated Amazon advertiser. But it all starts with focusing in first on sponsored product ads and then going from there. If you have been around for a while and you already have that data, this is pretty cool because then you could take that data and you could build out what we call an army of sponsored brand ads, army of sponsored display ads, and start to really branch out into the world of getting your, your, your products out there and even promoting other products. There are strategies where you can do that as well or even launching new products now. Um, so I would say that if you're an advanced seller, uh, most of your budget should still go towards sponsored product ads. Now, let's say 20% of your product, your budget should go towards sponsored brand ads. And right now, 10% of your budget could go towards sponsored display ads. Now, that may change over time because Amazon's putting a lot of emphasis now on sponsored display ads. But the majority still of your budget and the majority of your sales will still be coming from sponsored product ads. Yeah. So let's kind of take it a little bit even deeper into that sense of essentially, you know, now that they understand kind of what types of campaigns they might want to start with based on their position, how do you kind of see the actual campaigns? Because you talked about a discovery, you talked about a, a launch, uh, you know, kind of campaign, talked about auto campaigns. But essentially, let's just kind of break that down in, in the sense of like when you're when you're doing a launch, for example, are you talking about just exact words? Are we talking about you know exact phrase broad? Are we talking about high bids, low but uh, like high budgets? Kind of break that down and, and just help people understand the phases of how this works because we talk about this with our members a lot. Is that each time you you have a product, it has a life cycle and it goes through different phases. And that means your ads and your budgets and your bids will kind of follow those phases, launch phase, relaunch phase, maintenance phase, whatever it is. But you will have different times of when you need to do that. So maybe can you break down a little bit about what that means for like a life cycle of a, of a product and a journey for an Amazon seller? Right. So the first thing I want to say is that I'm going to mention a strategy here, but there's more than one way to do this and to launch a product. So this is just the way that we do it, but you could do it a different way as well. Mm -hmm. So the way that we do it is we look at the most relevant keywords because in the first phase, 
What we want to do is tell Amazon what we're selling. We want to give them instructions and give them direction to help them rank us for the most relevant keywords and to associate our product with the most relevant keywords and also the most relevant ASINs. So what we do is we have a launch campaign for keywords and we have a launch campaign for ASINs, two separate campaigns. Now we're finding the most relevant ASINs and we're targeting those ASINs with an aggressive bid as an exact match. And you could even do a modifier to get that top of search placement to get the visibility. Now, that being said, you're dealing with a product that has no social proof and you're dealing with um, the likelihood that your competition has a ton of social proof. So it's almost nearly impossible to expect you to have a really solid ACOS early on. So I would keep that in mind. I would think of it as you're starting to launch the pro uh, the product. You have to have a budget for this. You don't want to blow all of your budget towards this because there's other strategies after the launch campaign. But of course, you need to get the ball rolling and you have to have a budget set aside for that. So we want to be aggressive here, but we want to have a budget and then we want to move on past that and not blow all of our budget. There's the second campaign, which is the ASIN targeting campaign. So uh, backtrack a second for the uh, first campaign, which is the keyword targeting campaign, we're going to target keywords in the top of search. So we could even do a, a top of search modifier to get our keyword placement and get visibility for top of search, exact match. We're gonna do the same thing for the ASIN targeted campaign. We wanna tell, tell Amazon which ASINs we are closely connected with. So we're gonna do an ASIN targeted launch campaign, but we're going to target the product detail pages of the ASINs we want to, to, we want to be connected with. So we're launching on those ASINs and we're just telling Amazon. So we may, we may do these for like two or three weeks, get some data, also combine this with a coupon to give yourself some kind of edge to overcome the lack of social proof to increase your conversion rate. So a coupon to help overcome that. And then after a couple of weeks, that's when you start to build out your research campaigns. Now, we also start our auto campaigns a little bit later than we used to originally because we want to first tell Amazon what we're selling. That's very controversial. This is the way we do it. Other sellers start their auto campaigns right away. We wait a couple of weeks once Amazon has a good understanding as to what we're doing to get better results in the auto campaign and not to blow money initially on auto campaigns. Because yeah, that's like a that scatter Amazon approach. will take your money, but it doesn't matter if they actually get a sale necessarily. Yeah, they will take it. And <laughs> you believe me, they've taken plenty of my money <laughs> and all of ours. So uh, yeah, we want to be as strategic as possible where we do a launch campaign and then we break it out into, a, uh, after that, a research campaign slash auto campaign. Those two campaigns are going to start to hopefully generate some profitability or generate break-even sales. And in my opinion, the goal of advertising is to break even. Once again, that's controversial, but I feel like breaking even on your advertising, if you could do that all day long, that will get the flywheel effect. And the overall goal is to be 80-20, 80% organic sales, 20% PPC sales. So it means you're only paying for 20% of your sales and 80% of them are coming as a result of how aggressive you're being with your advertising at break even. Yeah. I kind of want to make that an emphasis because I think people are going to hear break even and that means that they're never going to be profitable, right? But again, 80% are not paid for. They're from your natural organic search rankings and search results. The 20% that you're paying to get just come at a break-even price. So if you spend $1,000 and you get $1,000 in sales, that break-even essentially means that if that's 20% of your sales, you're still getting $4,000 of sales from not from paying for it, right? So um, a lot of people will see that and say, well, that a cost, well, it's probably not even that. It wouldn't be a thousand or a thousand because that's not break even. That's not profitable, right? Um, let's say 
you pay 500, get a thousand because then maybe the profitability breaks even there. So essentially the idea here is that every time that you do an ad, you're not losing money, but you might not be making much money. But every time you do an ad, you're making three sales over here on that keyword naturally because you've actually advertised to get to that ranking position. Absolutely. Yeah. And let's break that down even more. So let's say your goal is to break even with your ACOS and you are getting that 80-20% uh, organic to PPC sales ratio. Now, if you go look into your brand analytics and you see how many of those shoppers are actually coming back to purchase from you, then you may actually want to go above break even ACOS because how much money are you losing in future sales if you cut yourself short by just targeting your break even ACOS? Mm -hmm. Like if you're selling a consumable, you may want to be a 50, 60, 70% uh, ACOS because what is the lifetime value of that customer coming into your business as opposed to your competition? Yeah. You know, so this is when you start to think of advertising as an opportunity um, uh, in, instead of an expense it's an opportunity to really grow your business. Yeah. Awesome. And I think there's obviously an opportunity for, especially people with brand new brands that are you going to do the minimum or are you going to try to do a little bit over the top so that way you can have a longer, more lasting, sustainable business? Because if you're doing the minimum, you probably have a good short-term result, but it might, might kind of scale down in the future. Absolutely. And um, Mike, so there's something you, you kind of mentioned there about, um, the investment cycle, right? So if people are investing right up front and uh, essentially driving what you're, I suppose you're saying it's like a repeat sales, right? And you mentioned brand analytics. Can you kind of just maybe help people work out how they can actually figure that out? Right. So if you have brand registry, you can grow, go to brand analytics and there's a dashboard called repeat, repeat customers or repeat purchasers, I think they call it. And it's a really simple dashboard. Essentially, what they'll do is they'll show you all of your ASINs, and then they'll show you the percentage of customers that bought that more than once. Um, and you get like a nice percentage. And most of my products are like 1% or 2%. But then occasionally, we have some that are like 10 or 15%. And if you think about that, if people are coming back and 10 or 15% of them are returning customers, I would spend more to, uh, to, uh, to get at that customer. So it's really not a challenging dashboard to figure out. I think there's a couple other things that they show as well. Oh, they also show the increase or decrease compared to last month. So for example, this is really good uh, information because if your goal is to help your customers to turn them into lifelong customers or repeat customers, you can improve your listing. You can improve your, your uh, uh, insert cards. You can improve your website, different things to maybe incentivize them to come back in a white hat manner to your business and purchase from you once again. And then you can track that over time using brand analytics. Awesome. So you could then also look at potentially using your own ASINs to advertise on, right? If you can think about what, what are the best ways to cross sell your products to be able to get more people back in, not to just buy the existing product that they already bought, but to buy other products in your portfolio as a, as a brand. Yeah, so that's great advice. And especially with sponsored display ads, it makes it really easy. So think about it this way. The lowest hanging fruit for advertisers is branded traffic. So people who are coming to Amazon to specifically purchase your product. So a lot of sellers are like, well, they're going to find me anyway. And why do I have to spend money on this and all sorts of things. And this is like an age old argument. And if you go to Google and you learn about this, there haven't been any articles yet on Amazon, but if you go to Google, you'll find that there's lots of evidence that show that if you don't do this, you're likely going to lose a small percentage 
of that traffic to your competition. So your competition has a chance to grab your traffic. Now, these people are loyal to you. They're searching for you and they're now leaving you. So these ads can not only protect you from that from that from happening, but you could also use that as an opportunity, like Kirsty said, to upsell them or cross sell them or showcase your other products while you're protecting your brand. A great example of this is on a product detail page, and a good example of this is the company um, Genius uh, Supplements. If you go on Amazon and you look at Genius Supplements, you'll see that they have absolutely swarmed their listing with their own products. So I buy their product. It's like called Genius Consciousness. But when I go on there, I'm like, man, these these guys know what they're doing. Their sponsored display ads are swarming the buy box. Their sponsored brand ads are right below the bullet points. Right below that are sponsored product ads. And then you have sponsored display ads. All you see is their product. It's big orange bottles. And I'm like, well done, Genius uh, Supplements. Good job. And now I know more about their other products that I didn't know about. So I could potentially think of them when I'm thinking about, about sleep improvement or um, beauty supply. Now I'm not thinking about that stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever comes to my mind, I will check out Genius because I've seen all of them. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. Again, thinking of, I call it real world, right? But you know, once you, I think we're in different mindsets, right? So once we first start a product or a brand, we're aggressive because, well, most of us are, because we, we know we have to buy that market share. But then the minds, the other mindset kicks in because you're like, oh, I'm here now, but then I have to protect it. And the mindset around growing versus protecting is very different. And you're in a very optimistic phase when you're growing, but when you're actually protecting, that's when that doubt and pessimism starts to come in. But as a big brand, um, you know, when I've worked on big brands, we would spend millions and millions or, you know, $100 million to protect a market share, not to grow anymore, but just to make sure that we keep what we've actually got. Because if you stop, you know, as you said, it's like a, a slow erosion, right? And that's when we we work with people as well. And they're like, yeah, but I used to be page one and um, now I'm not anymore and I've slipped back to page, you know, 50. And you're like, yeah, well, how's your ads? Oh yeah, I stopped spending on them because I, I, I kind of launched it and happy days, isn't it? I got there. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's a really good point that you make there about, around the protection piece because not a lot of people have, have that mindset. Yeah, and if you combine those two mindsets where you know your numbers, know your lifetime value, and then potentially eventually spend a little bit more to acquire a customer. I heard something once from Russell Brunson at his live event and I was and he said that the the person or the business that is willing to spend the most to acquire a customer wins. And that kind of stuck with me. And of course, that doesn't make sense all the time for Amazon sellers. You have to know your margins. But that kind of stuck with me. And then if you can combine that mindset also with protecting that customer, because once you acquire them, you don't want to lose them. That's, I think, where you can start to really build a big brand. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's awesome. So bringing that back to what you guys do and, you know, I love the fact that you were like, you know, I don't really know much about Amazon PPC, but I'm going to figure it out because I really believe that it's a it's a core strategy for me to be successful. And then, you know, launching a um, you know a tool on the back of, at the end of that. How do you actually help Amazon sellers take you know their current knowledge or their lack of knowledge and really build up their confidence and understanding to get a positive result? Yeah, so we have a lot of knowledge and education that we have for sellers. 
We start off with the fundamentals course and the fundamentals course basically goes over the basics of Amazon advertising. It's like an hour and a half. And after you take the course, it's completely free. You're going to know how to set up ads. You're going to know the different metrics. You're going to know the match types, all of these different things. And it's all explained by me. So it's very simple and straightforward. I have a really good way of dumbing things down because I have, I don't have a huge background in this. So I had to dumb it down for myself. And I think that's a, a helpful in, in the way that can communicate this to a lot of Amazon sellers. I could speak to them at their level because not everyone is an advertiser. Um, and I wasn't to, at all. Um, that being said, I also don't use spreadsheets. I feel like when sellers get a hold of spreadsheets, they we lose them. <laughs> it's too complicated. And I know because I can't even stand looking at a spreadsheet. That's why I built PPC Entourage because PPC Entourage does what a spreadsheet can do, but in a really easy under, to understand clickable format where you can do all that kind of stuff. Um, so if you're just getting started out, I mean, maybe you're a numbers person, I'm not, but you know, spreadsheets are are good and they have their pros and cons, but it might intimidate you initially early on. I'm just saying that. Um, so there's other ways to do it without spreadsheets. After we get past the fundamentals course, we used to have the blueprint series. And that's a lot of sellers use that for many years to set up the four foundational campaigns. We've since grown past that. And now we have what's called the playbook series. And the playbook series will cover a lot of the different ad types, all of the different ad types we talked about today. And it talks about um, how to set up brand protection campaigns, how to set up launch campaigns, consideration campaigns, video ad campaigns, which we didn't even chat about that today. Um, all sorts of campaigns uh, to the tune of 28 different campaigns. So both of those resources are available for free on our website and you can use these strategies. Um, ask me any questions. I'm always here to help out. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. So obviously that um, anytime you can get some free advice, that's what people are obviously going to look for first, right? So that's great. Um, now, a lot of people listening are probably going to have some gripes and groans about how they're poorly you know, their PPC campaigns that are currently active are poorly converting and poorly performing. So do you have like a quick tip to help either help save somebody money right now on wasted clicks or a way to increase sales on a top performing keyword that they could probably do in a couple of minutes? Yeah. So have a simple strategy for optimization. Now, optimization can get complex, but I like to break it down and make it really simple. So I'm going to say something here that may be a little bit challenging to understand at first, but I'm going to break it down. The way we like to do optimization is we like to look at the max cost per click. So if the goal is to break even on your advertising, the max cost per click is the amount that you can spend on an individual keyword click for a given keyword in order to break even. So this is a simple calculation. If you know your break even, uh, the amount of the, the amount of uh, if you know the the money you're making in break even, let's say you have a ten dollar product and you're forty percent margins. That's $4 in margins. You can spend $4 in order to break even. So let's say it takes two clicks to get a sale. That means you could spend $2 on that click in order to break even with your advertising. Now it's a little bit more complex than that, but using this number, if your goal is to break even, you can use the max cost per click to set your keyword bid prices. So that's a really simple strategy that a lot of sellers can use. And this way you can target that break-even price. That works really well when you have an ACOS between like 40 and 80% where it's manageable. If it gets to be over 100%, then good luck. You know, if it's not a good fit, you may be not targeting the right keyword. It may be that you have, um, maybe your listing needs some work. Maybe your conversions are not that great. And by the way, that's 50% of the battle. 
advertising is 50% driving traffic. But if your listing has glitches, like I just met with someone the other day and they weren't from the US and their English like was off on the listing. I'm like, you, this says like, this, it was about plants and there was murder and like it said like murder in the listing. I was like, <laughs> it does, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, you have to send this to a copywriter to make sure that it resonates and it, the English is good and it's specific sales copy. So um, I would say if it's over hundred percent, you have bigger issues, you know, maybe it's social proof, maybe it's a listing, maybe it's relevance. You're not targeting the right audience and you have to think about not keyword bid optimization or, or combining that with also fixing the actual problem. You can also do very simple things like setting up negatives. Um, this is also, con believe it or not, this is a controversial topic in the world of PPC. Some experts believe using negatives is good. Some experts don't do it at all. I'm of the opinion that using select negatives is a really good thing, where if you find that you have multiple clicks on a search term, or you find that there's an individual word that is not connecting with your audience, you can use those as negatives, either a negative exact match or a negative phrase match to help to give Amazon a little bit more direction. So you're basically telling Amazon, hey, I don't want this because it's leading to no sales. Or this individual word, if you use it carefully in a negative phrase match, doesn't make any sense to the product I'm selling. I don't sell a wooden spatula. I sell a, I sell a metal spatula. So I take away the wooden and I say, Amazon, I don't want that traffic. Doing this can give you better results over time. It is a process. It's fairly simple. It can be overwhelming, but it is worth it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think um, just that breaking that down there in terms of conversion and traffic. I mean, that's something that we really focus in on is like get that conversion rate awesome before you drive any traffic. And of course, you need to drive some traffic to understand what the conversion rate is. But um, like you said, if I like that um, example of if it's 100% and above right now in terms of your ACOS, start there, get that down, and then you can then start to work on um, the uh, the keyword level, which is brilliant. So, Mike, do you, have you got any other thoughts? I mean, we've gone through quite a lot today. I think probably a lot of Amazon sellers are like, oh, shit, okay, I need to get, I need to get this done. I know I'm going to implement some of this stuff right now. Have you got any other thoughts that you'd like to leave Amazon sellers with that we haven't covered? And then maybe we can have a quick chat about your 12 days of nuggets as well. Yeah. Um, so my main thought here is just not to get overwhelmed with Amazon ads. Keep it simple. Have a strong foundation and focus on sponsored product ads. And then if you spend a, an hour a week, an hour every other week, building out new campaigns and then also optimizing, over time, you have an absolute army of ads. So don't go to get overwhelmed. The only thing I would recommend, though, if, if, is if you see a new ad type or a new opportunity on Amazon, be the first adapter, get in there and take advantage of it because it will get more expensive over time. And a lot of sellers don't hustle and get to that right away. So if you see something new, like when sponsored brand videos were available, the sellers that got to it right away did really, really well with that. And now it's getting more competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So how maybe do you want to have just a quick chat about your 12 days of nuggets? We're coming up to Christmas. I think this episode will air just before Christmas, which will be awesome. So I'd love to let people know a little bit more about what you're doing there. Yeah. So I think this episode, episode is going to, um, it's going to air right after the 12 days of nuggets, but you can still go to our website, daysofnuggets.com and check it out. So essentially what we're doing is we're looking to raise money and awareness, massive awareness towards the global pandemic and issue that is child sex trafficking. So it's very hard to discuss. A lot of people don't even know about it. I didn't know about it until two and a half years ago when I was at an event, Ryan Daniel Moran's event. 
And they had a keynote speaker who came on from the Operation Underground Railroad and told us how big of a problem it actually is to the tune of millions of children that go missing every single year. Like it's really, really bad. And the conditions that they're living in are things that we probably can't even possibly imagine. In fact, I've had people who told me the conditions that they live in are worse than anything we could possibly ever imagine. So what Operation Underground Railroad does is they go into these trafficking rings undercover, they pose as traffickers, and they break up this, these rings, and they free these kids, and then rehab these kids, and give them some help, and give them some future. And some of these kids have even gone on to build their own business. If you go to their website, there's a couple of entrepreneurs on there who started businesses, restaurants, also, one was an accountant, started an accounting business, all sorts of things, which is a really great way to give back. So this idea was seeded to me two and a half years ago at the event. And then last year, when I had the ability, the audience to really make it happen, instead of donating just to Operation Underground Railroad, I decided to take that money and just really build um, an event around raising awareness for OUR. And that's what the 12 Days of Nuggets is all about. So we've collaborated with Amazon industry experts, all giving their very best nugget tip and strategy to help you grow your business. So this valuable tip and strategy is uh, hopefully going to go viral so more people share it and then also share the awareness of Operation Underground Railroad. Our mission is to raise a million dollars, which will save 400 children from the hellish conditions that they're in. And then we want to make this an annual event so that we get that steamroll effect. And our end game, our end mission is that every seller on the planet knows about this global issue and this global pandemic, and we make a dent in it together. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing that with everybody. So yeah, it, all the details will be available on your website, even though if this is actually going to go out afterwards, go and check it out, make yourself more aware about what's going on and what you guys are doing over there. That's awesome. Yep. Thank you so much. And and we'll add a link to like the PPC Entourage and Days of Nuggets below the link, uh, below the show notes here. So, you know, make sure that we can get that done. Um, and again, we want to thank you very much for coming on, Mike, and for all the great insights and strategies on how to understand and leverage powerful Amazon advertising platform and strategies to get there. So that way they can actually boost their sales and profits and not just leak everything back into Amazon, right? So thanks again for, for coming on. And guys, if you like what you heard today, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with friends who might get value out of it as well. Also, to get some absolutely free training on what it takes to have a successful business to feel your lifestyle, head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.